Hey guys, please stop what you're doing and give me your immediate attention. Of course, Angela Natesberry. We always have time to chat with the hand that hung the stars in the moon. Yeah, Angela Natesberry, chatting with you is sweeter than chocolate cordon blue. Well said, Brent. Thank you, Catherine. That's nice, but it's time for you to lock me into a jail or prison. Get a hold of yourself, man. We would never lock you into jail or prison. You're a mighty oak tree and also a mighty maple tree. Yeah, you mighty maple oak with sturdy branches stretching towards the heavens. We would never try to restrain your freedom. I know, but there was one little tiny mistake in last week's intro, so I crumpled up the whole script and threw it in the fire. I rewrote every single word, and now the joke is finally over and we'll never do it again. So go ahead and open your new scripts, and let's start the show. You are listening to the North American Friends Movie Club. A show where we talk about films, movies, and the cinema. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Kate? Sure thing. I'm Kate, and I'm a professional horse namer. That's an interesting career. It sounds made up. Are you calling me a liar, Uncle Blue Jeans? <laughs> oh, damn. That is what your horse name would be if you were a horse. <laughs> I retract my statement and I apologize. Thank you. I've named some of the most famous horses of all time, from the Boston Clopper to Archduke Lightningfoot. To get the best horse names, I usually prefer to meet the horses in person, but I can also work with a photo of a horse or just the description of a horse. Okay, so... What would you name a horse that is big and brown? How tall is the horse? Oh, taller than me for sure. And are they petulant? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say they're a little petulant sometimes. I'd probably go with Big Bratty Brown. Damn, you're good. I'm going to buy a horse just so you can name it. Speaking of big lumbering salt lickers, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Brent? Thank you, Catherine. I'm Brent, and I'm the most hardcore tour guide in Nova Scotia City. I'm not like the mainstream tour guides who take you to boring tourist traps like the ocean, the famous sailboat, or the place where the meteor landed and turned our mayor into a half lobster, half man. <laughs> at, <laughs> at Brent's events, we take you to see the real Nova Scotia City, sites like the milky-eyed witch that lives in the swamp, and will tell you your future if you give her a lock of your hair. The parking lot behind the Red Green School for Fine Arts where you buy Harley Davidson fleece blankets and the Canadian Tire that does good deals on road hockey equipment <laughs> at the end of fall. Okay, then I'm Nate. Let's start the show. what it sounds like when we do a podcast we're currently doing one this is the north american friends movie club uh it's right there in the name of our show before movie club comes friends so i gotta ask my friends how you guys doing i'm doing good and i've got an important update oh important update from kate let's hear it so uh previously nate shared that he can't drink full strength lemonade which i didn't know <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I agree with it so much. So 
now that I've gotten, now I've heard that opinion, uh, I can't drink it full strength either now. <laughs> I I added water to it, and it was much more pleasant experience. <laughs> so so yeah. I'm so excited to say that I've joined the soft palate of the Canadian. You know what? <laughs> We're glad to have you, Kate. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Like, part of me feels sorry, like I took something away from you, but part of me no. feels happy that I gave you something new. Thank so. you. Thank you. No, what a delight. Your cankerless mouth will thank us. For sure. It was a big deal. And I've really enjoyed it. Any lemon-based product can be watered down. There's no need to go full. That's just Big Lemon trying to sell you more stuff. You could you could stretch lemonade a whole week. Oh, one liter of lemonade? I'm fucking I'll be good till Christmas. You take that hiking take that hiking like that kid that killed himself on accident because he only brought like a bag of rice. (laughs) (laughs) You take a bag of rice and a jug of lemonade. Thinking you could live for three months. Yeah, you'd be good. (laughs) This fuck up is not enough lemonade, man. They find Nate in the woods like six months after he went missing. He's perfectly fine. <laughs> what do you think the best beverage would be to bring, though? Like, what would you bring in that water? Scenario? There's no other answers. Water. No, I know, but like, if you can't eat, so like you're starving, there has to be. You know what I mean? Do you want to take like a powdered Gatorade? Do you want to bring milk? <laughs> you're not bringing milk. You I can't. Say. I was going to say chocolate milk, but I was like, no, the sun hits that and it's over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't have a fridge. No, he didn't have a fridge out there. Um, you probably a powder form, yeah. But then you'd have to find a water source to mix it with. They find Brett. He's just got mio. That's all. Yeah. He <laughs> His mouth is all blue. And I'm on my fingers. That stuff stains like tattoo ink. <laughs> They find his corpse and it's just his bones with these blue ass teeth. <laughs> like, what did he do before he died? <laughs> you think you're an alien or something? <laughs> How are you doing? How's Nate doing? Uh, I'm good, actually. I was very proud of myself because I figured out how to make those cartoons of us also talk at the same time as at us. Yeah, I that like it a lot. like seeing the future. It was, uh, I felt so very proud of myself and I was like sitting here in the middle of the night being just as pleased as one can be with themselves without going over the line. (laughs) Over the line. Sometimes people get a little too pleased with themselves. I don't think that's a thing. You could be as proud as a peach pie. I don't like that saying. (laughs) Yeah. And that made me excited because I was like, it gave me all kinds of ideas. Well, you with, you're good with ideas. That's a talent of yours. Now, let's pull the curtain back. I said I liked my guy. Kate, what did you say about your character? I said I said that I said things about her body that were different <laughs> than mine. I believe Nate's response to your <laughs> query was, I amped up the knockers as big as they could go. Something along <laughs> that. Something along those lines. Nate's going to be on a list because of you. No. Yes, he's Googling how to make the boobs bigger on cartoons and stuff. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Brad? How are you doing? Um, I'm good. Um, I don't know if the last episode we recorded, I don't know if I updated that Pepper is back again. We had a Pepper sighting. I was going to ask for a Pepper update, yeah. 
Uh, Fox Watch, Fox Watch 2023. Pepper is back. Pepper is alive. Pepper is looking good. I sent a good picture of Pepper <laughs> to you guys. Yeah. They don't respond to. Pss, pss, pss. They don't like that when I tap on my thigh. They don't respond to that. I did mm-hmm. walk over to Pepper, and he kind of just looked at me and then walked away. But contact- so basically. Y- you tried with Pepper exactly how you tried with Melissa. You went, and you tapped on your thigh. Come here, Al. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> um, remember a couple episodes ago, or I don't know how long ago, we talked about, like, I think it was the Get Out episode. We talked about how we're, like, overly nice to um, other races and cultures and stuff to make them feel comfortable. But then we mm-hmm. kind of feel like that's kind of being racist, too. Yes. Yep. Okay, so this is what I did. Um, I picked Jeremy up from work, um, last week and he works with where I live. We have a big, um, we have a lot of immigrants from India and they could, they go to the university here and stuff and they get jobs. So he works with this, this, um, lady, if she's from India, um, pretty much every shift. So I always drive her home too. Um, so I'm in the, nice of you. Well, yeah. You're in the car. I'm in the car waiting for them to come out. They're doing their final little things, check locking up and all that. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, it must be so hard to be from a different, like, completely different culture, completely different continent to come here and work and, you know, try to adapt and climatize to the, the new surroundings. So I was like, maybe I should, like, instead of, like, her getting in the car and listening to, like, our music, maybe, like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> we should, um, <laughs> I was thinking, maybe, like, what if I just put on some music from India? And, like, not make a big deal out of it. And so I... Oh, my God. So I take my phone, and there's I'm looking at them. I'm like, okay, I gotta get this done quick, so before they get in the car. So I go to Spotify, and I type in India Top 20. <laughs> and, like, I think I just click... Top ten. Yeah, so I, I just well, I didn't want to click the, the number one song, like then that's like I blow my cover. Like she knows I'm a poser. She knows that I'm not I'm not really into the game. And she's like she's gonna spot me right away, like I'm a poser. So I just clicked on a random song. It was like called like Bollywood Fire or something like that. Sure. And I'm so I pressed play and I'm sitting there, I got the it's all like Bluetooth and I I turn it up and I'm watching them finish their things, and about six seconds into the song, I'm sitting here thinking, "This is the most racist thing in the world." <laughs> I'm so proud of you! I'm so proud Yay! of you! <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that's the right call. That's pretty racist, right? To get in a car, and I think that yeah. would Jeremy would have died yeah. on the spot. Oh. That was a riding a roller coaster. Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't pick a better word. <laughs> the, minute, the minute the story started, it was like ascending up, and it's so slow, and you just go click, click, click. Like imagine if you like left it on, and then mm-hmm. you're like you had quickly also like looked up the Wikipedia facts about the song and like the artist. I did that in the summer with my other son. He, I drove. He was from southern India. And he told me the city or the town he was from. So I Googled it the night before or the night that night. And I got a bunch of facts from the Southern Indian town. And I talked to him about <laughs> oh it. Sure. Oh sure. I butchered the pronunciation of every oh single word that I tried to say. And then it got so awkward because I was like, yeah, I watched a documentary on India one time. 
and there was something about a big green train and he's and i expected him to be a jump up like oh yeah but he didn't have a clue what i was talking about and i just kept on saying big green train over and over again <laughs> oh my god and he was like deer in the headlights i could see him in the rear yeah. mirror and he was yeah. like looking at him like he was trying to think of a big green train <laughs> and he just yeah. couldn't think of or one you remember being a young person around an old person talking oh crazy god. shit <laughs> you know how he felt I would expect him to say, oh, my uncle, he was a conductor on the, the big green yeah, train. We, oh, the green train, I took it to school every day. Yeah, he was a very nice gentleman, and uh, we got along very well. But yeah, that's, so I, you know, I'm just going to let things flow naturally from now on. I think that's best. Yeah, I think we've all learned something. Hopefully, think, people listening have learned something. I think we've all, yes. I think we so all it's have. basically, it sums up perfectly, like, you try to go above and beyond and be extra nice to a different culture, and it comes off as racist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Speaking of old men with no country, <laughs> why don't we talk about the movie that we watched this this week? I think that should be our transition into me telling the plot of this very uh, complex movie that doesn't have a lot of dialogue. I think that's an excellent idea, Kate. We... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Big Braddy Brown came out hot there. That's right. Okay. So, No Country for Old Men starts with um, a gentleman who is arrested, and his name is Anton Shagun. Shagun. Sugar. Sugar. Thank you, Anton Sugar. And he is arrested, and then kills the police officer that arrests him by strangling him with his handcuffs and there's a lot of gory blood and then we flash to a long scene where we see Llewellyn Moss played by Josh Brolin he's a hunter and he comes upon a drug deal gone bad with lots of trucks and blood and dead people and the drugs are gone but he finds a big bag of money and he takes the big bag of money away and Anton Chigurh is a hired killer who's also a psychopath who uses a it's what they use to kill cattle, which is a compressed air gun. Um, and he uses that as his way of killing people. And so the movie is him and Josh Brolin playing cat and mouse. Um, and eventually Anton Chigurh uh, kills everyone and gets away. The end. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the whole movie. Yeah, that's pretty much the whole movie. Ugh. It's uh, quite the film. But this is cinema. This is a film. This is truly like you study film and you probably watch this. So you're saying you like it? You liked it then? Yeah. What do you feel like, Kate? I feel like it's like when we watched anime. I feel the same way. It's like, but I this is more accessible to me because it's from my culture. But like, I'm not going to need to watch it again. I've watched it now like two and a half times. Like, I respect it. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't need to see it again. You know? I disagree. I think he, there's you could watch it over and over again just to appreciate uh, Javier Bardem's performance. Absolutely, but it's existentially an incredibly depressing film. Oh yeah, this is the the author of the book that this is based on. This that's Cormac McCarthy's basically his whole thing is like incredibly incredibly well written um, 
the most depressing stories you've ever fucking heard in your life that are just like violent and hopeless and like existential. Oh, he wrote The Road. Yeah, he wrote The Road and he did Blood Meridian, which is like one of the most fucked up books I've ever read in my life. It's crazy. Um, it makes this look like a fucking <laughs> anime, <laughs> to use your reference. Damn. But I think that that is, at least for me, what makes this movie so like fucking interesting is the there is no hope or happiness other than reality and what reality provides for Mm -hmm. us in that form and it's like oh it's so hard to face and i i'm i'm similar to uk where it's not something i want to go back to a bunch of times and relive but i did find like it was in my mind so much after i watched it again for the second or third time here for days after we watched it i was thinking about it had you seen it before yeah i'd seen it in the theater and then i think i watched it once on home video had you seen it brent home video <laughs> yeah i knew it the minute i knew it i said here we go I, home video. here we go video home service blockbuster column says return it's, it's late you gotta make you sure you rewind from it. hollywood video uh, home video so i this is what i think this either makes me smarter than you guys or mm-hmm. dumber than you guys because i don't mm-hmm. find it depressing I find that there is hope at the end of it after a very, very depressing encounter. If you, the last two scenes, especially if you really want to sit there and think about them and talk about them, I think there is hope in that he didn't kill the children. Like, where's the hope? Well, okay. So I would say, here's what I would say about that scene. He'll be, he'll die on his own anyway, just like the rest of us. Yeah. I was going to say like at the end of the movie, when Sugar kills Llewellyn's wife, I can't remember what her name is. Um, And then he gets in the car and he gets in a car accident. I think to me, at least this whole time you've been watching this movie and he feels like invincible, like he's some kind of terminator unnatural force of evil that that is invulnerable and there is something about him being extremely fucked up by that that's like he okay he is human like evil is not invincible it's just very very tough it will walk away with a broken arm but it's not invincible i don't know that's at least that's nice a way you could think about it i don't know if that's how cormac mccarthy intended it at all her name was carla jean did he kill her though? Are we confirming that he killed her? Absolutely, oh, yeah. he killed everybody he came across. Okay, except you're... unless he, unless they landed on the right heads or tails, because it was mm-hmm. their choice. Are you? You're you're speaking like you saw the body. I okay. Here's why I think he killed her at the end of the movies because he checks his shoes when he walks yeah. out of the house to make sure there's no blood on them. That room are cowboy boots comfortable. Some people would say yes. I bet they suck at first, like a new pair of jeans. And then when you get them right, they're good. But I bet the first few weeks are hell. Yeah, they're probably like, a, what are those boots that like punk rock people wear? Doc Martens. Doc Martens. Oh my God, we're so like- fucking old this episode. Hey, <laughs> I bet I bet Doc Martens have come around of like where they were cool, then they probably went out of style. And they're probably back. I know, but Kate style. said punk rockers, and you <laughs> said home video. Home video. You talked yeah. about cut lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! That's where we're at, baby. That's where we're at, baby. <laughs> punk I'm rockers, baby. So like, there's no country for us, okay? For young people, it's like seeing kids. Like that's the best reference I could think of. They're they're punk rockers in our age. People know who punk rockers no. are. No. That is a 
common term. We know who punk rockers are. No. We know. <laughs> no. Like, I people... bet you $100. Right, listen, we, we didn't even brush that topic yet. And we will. <laughs> yeah. We can't bring that nickname into the show. I'm going to bleep it. I'm bleeping it. <laughs> if I, I can't be called I can't. It's the first bleep in the history. <laughs> you have to bleep it every time we say it. I can't yeah. be called that. Yeah. I didn't call you that. My daughter called you that. I know, but in general, my mentality is fragile at best. Yeah. I can't be referred to <laughs> by my peers as <laughs> You guys can call me it. She can call me it. That's fine. But I can't have strangers messaging me on a website saying, hey, what's going on? No. I respect you, Brett. I respect that. And I I advocated for you. I really did. I don't mind being called by your daughter. That's fine and normal. I can't have a 28-year-old male or female or whoever on a website messaging me saying, hey, because you know the internet will run away with it. They will just run away with it. And that'll be it. I'll be known as Man 5 for the rest of my life. And I can't do that. What favorite part of this movie do you guys have? <laughs> I have a bunch. I, would you? I listen. I wouldn't feel bad for. T- I would have took the money like the well and did. Mm-hmm. Would okay, but let's get down to the real question. So Llewellyn, when he goes to the murder scene, he finds a guy who's been shot. He's obviously probably going to die, but mm-hmm. he's dying of thirst. He's mm-hmm. asking for water. Mm-hmm. Llewellyn takes the money and goes home because he didn't have any water on him. But at night, he's laying in bed, he's tossing and turning, and he can't decide what to do. He decides to go back and give him water. That's really what ends up causing him to get caught by the evil guys. No, uh, that's his own fault. Stupid game, stupid yeah, prize. You going back dumb. with water? Yeah, you guys going <laughs> no. back with water? This is what no. you do. You take, you just take the top line of bills so they mm. don't think anything's gone. Mm. I've thought Kate, about this before. This is the smartest, actually, because I was still a greedy little piggy. I'm like, I'm taking all that money. Can we go? Can we go two layers? Is that too much? Is we stick? I don't to- know. You would need to look at the. You would need to look and mm-hmm. you know, but like no. right because if you don't take all the money, then people will be confused. Like maybe one of the drug dealer guys got away for sure, or like I don't know. Just take the money and switch it out of a different bag. But that's what police officers do. Like that's what the, the corrupt cops in New York used to do. Just New York. I'm sure all over. I'm sure okay. all over. Uh, you know, if that was the New York. The New York thing. When you go to cop school, they say, just take the top layer. We call, we call this maneuver the New York sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> they call that the five borough discount, okay? <laughs> when he shot the shotgun for the first time with the big silencer, I yelled out, holy fuck. Yeah, scary. I like that sound. I like the sound of Tommy Jones saying, kilt. Hey, kilt them boys. He killed a 14-year-old girl. Paper said it was a crime of passion, but he told me there wasn't any passion to it. Told me that he'd been planning to kill somebody for about as long as he could remember. Said if they turned him out, he'd do it again. Said he knew he was going to hell. Be there in about 15 minutes. I don't know what to make of that. I surely don't. I know the whole thing is no country for old men, and it's like time has passed him by, and all that. I get the whole thing. I get it. We didn't really need Tommy Lee Jones in this movie. Oh, so important to me. So important. Because he's the entire narrator of the book, so you couldn't remove him from the movie. And his, and his performance is immaculate. It's amazing. So this is, what, this is another, I think I'm smarter or extremely more dumb than you guys. 
because I don't think. Or maybe you just have a different opinion. Yeah, about no. everything. <laughs> no, it's either smarter or dumber. We both oh, know. Okay, okay, it's okay. true. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah fair that's enough. why there's Jeopardy. You don't. There's no two winners yeah. in Jeopardy. It's first, yeah. second, and third. Um, good, good point. Because the things you guys talked about so far, like the depressing and how great Tom Lee, like I'm the opposite of that. So I'm either smarter than you guys. I see something that you guys don't, or I just don't get things like you guys do. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that. That's where I'm at in life. Like for me, I would like the shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 that's what I you built like, that up you built that yeah, up that was a two minute build up <laughs> that's how impressed I was by the gun yeah it goes bump, bump. that's gonna be your no, that's gonna be your thinking, sound no, this week I, it's not the, the the compressed air gun it's the big shotgun with the silencer he has on oh I know I know, okay. I know Brit. the one okay. that kills Woody Harrelson with yeah 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 oh. that thing is fucking awesome Mm-hmm. And you guys love Woody Harrelson. I love Woody Harrelson. Yeah, oh, so great in this movie and that scene. His dad was a hitman. Yeah, I think I brought that up before, but he looks great in a cowboy hat too. Woody Harrelson belongs in one of those. Isn't he from Texas too? I, I wouldn't be surprised. I bet he is. I bet you ten dollars or like Tennessee or somewhere. Like, hey, I'm from Tennessee. That was my Woody Harrelson yeah, impression. Yeah, it, was, it was good. It was really good. <laughs> pretty good, right? Midland, Texas. Boom. Even West Texas. Oh, he belonged. The The whole thing, movie should have been over when he found the receiver and the throw it out the window and go the opposite direction and you're fine. That's what mm-hmm. I didn't understand. Also, I feel like I could get away. I don't oh, know. Oh, Llewellyn was a idiot. Like he's, I wrote down Brolin bad at crime. Like he has some moments where he's good at crime, where he's like putting the money in the vent, like, oh, smart. I'm like, okay, maybe he's good at crime. I was so confused by that. What was he doing? What was the point? Because he puts it in there to hide it. And then he drives by later and sees that someone's been in his room. So then he gets the room on the other side of the motel so that he could drag it through. You don't, the first thing you do is get rid of the the bag that. Oh, you got to change bags. You have all of that fucking money. You have so much money at your disposal. Like, and he, he didn't go through it that much because I didn't notice this the first time I watched it. But when he finds the transponder thing in the bag, he's flipping through the money and it's a bunch of $1 bills around it. So I feel like what had happened was the people who had the money tried to fuck the guys who had the drugs and they looked through the money and they figured it out. And that's what caused the huge shootout. Oh, Llewellyn, that's he he's he started looking through that money like three days after you got it. You gotta get to work, mm-hmm. man. Yep. Yeah, like he's just the whole the the, the the taking the water back to the guy that's bleeding out is stupid. The receiver and the thing he should have got switched the bags right. He's very bad at crime. Brolin bad at crime is correct. Um <laughs> back to the shotgun thing, not the cool shotgun, <laughs> but I have another shotgun fact here. 41 years old always heard for the majority of my life sawed off shotgun didn't know what it meant i knew no i knew they sawed the shotgun off but i didn't know why so it's smaller yeah yeah didn't know that it's like it fit yeah. in things yes yeah, so you can <laughs> so you can fit it in things i thought it made the bullets more powerful 
because mm, oh. less less room to go down. Yeah. So when he cut, he saw the shotgun. I'm like, why is he, okay? This is why is he doing that? And he put it in the bag. I'm like, oh, they just do it to make it smaller and fit into things. It has nothing to do with the, the make the bullets more powerful. Why do they have long noses anyway? I don't think noses is the correct term. <laughs> I like it though, and I, I think like it should it be from now yeah. on. <laughs> Yeah, I think the gun knows because uh, it. I mean, because more accurate. Yeah, I would say it's probably an accuracy thing. It concentrates the buckshot into a smaller range and allows the the, the buckshot to go through the uh, pellets to go through the deer's internal organs. Damn. Yeah. Fucking t- talking to t- Tommy Lee Jones here. Jesus. I don't know what this note means, but it just says Jesus fucking Christ when blood pouring at a neck. Was that from the first scene where he... Uh, oh, yeah, with the handcuffs. That scene is so fucked up and especially... so visceral. No, I think someone got shot in the neck or something later. <gasps> oh, I know. When the, he was, they were having the gunfight, Llewellyn and uh, Anton were having the gunfight in the dark streets, and then the guy, uh, Llewellyn, pulled the guy over in the truck, and then Anton shot the guy in the neck. I yelled yeah. out, Jesus fucking Christ. Yikes. That was... The violence in this movie is so rough. Like that first scene when Anton Sugar chokes the cop with his handcuffs and there's all those boot marks on the floor. That's very good detail. Very good detail. That's like crazy. And then I was like, to me, I'm like the Coen brothers, they do it again. Geniuses. And then they're so funny. They're so humble and funny dudes. I watched this interview and they're like, yeah, we were so pissed. We're like, we're going to have to remove all these boot marks digitally with special effects. And then we got, the footage where like, oh no, that's awesome. Yeah. The murder doesn't bother you guys that much. What's that's my what I was gonna say. What's more violent to you? This kind of thing or movie like blood sport or it's like fist like MMA, like UFC. Is this is that violent or is getting shot more violent? Uh this I like this movie is incredibly violent, but it's so realistic that it doesn't hit me in the way that like a saw movie or whatever like i cannot watch that shit like torture stuff and like that kind of thing this i i don't know it, it doesn't bother me as much at least i don't like any of it that's just the way life is if you're gonna play high stakes that's what happens like yeah it, like everybody involved it's hard to feel bad for anybody involved in uh any of these situations i don't think carla jean should have died no i feel bad for carla jean i feel bad for all the people. I don't know. I feel bad for everybody that's not a sociopath. Like you now is Anton a sociopath? Absolutely, hundred percent. Faux show. He doesn't he he doesn't experience empathy. And so he just rationalizes all of his behavior because you can you're like a sociopath has a benefit because they're com- they can be completely rational. But the problem is if you're completely rational, you're not human. Because you lo- you've lost all of the emotional aspects of humanity. Wouldn't that be kind of like cool though for a bit? For sure, for sure. And a lot of people are sociopaths and don't murder people. <laughs> but the problem is, you never feel close to anyone. So you're op- you're op- most sociopaths are deeply depressed because you don't even know you cannot connect to other people. Yeah, Toronto Maple Leafs fans. Am I right? <laughs> got him got him <laughs> rack him side off shock him baby get his ass um i think that's all my notes for it holy fuck shotgun 
Oh, we we have alumni for Stephen Root and Woody Harrelson maker. Oh, I wrote down Rudy 2D exclamation point. Stephen <laughs> Root's on the scene. <laughs> Do you know we also have a secret alumni here that you guys probably didn't realize where there's the kid on the bike at the very end of the movie who keeps saying like your bones sticking out, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that's the younger brother from Get Out. What? Yes. The guy that the lacrosse guy? Yeah, MMA guy. No, it's wow. not. It is. It is. It <gasps> is. Surprise. That's wild. I have a second Stephen Root note that I'd like to bring up Rudy when uh, Steve, when Rudy Tootie and uh, Woody Harrelson have a conversation together. I wrote down, uh, and I'm very proud of this, guys. I wrote down, Wood and Root together at last. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank it's you, not guys. your best work. <laughs> no, I should have wrote that into the intros. So, no country for all men. The quiz. Classic Brent rules. Seven questions. Let's bring it. Um, I want, if I get one right, I want the noise. Yeah, you're going to get that for sure. All right. (laughs) Speaking of Tommy Lee Jones, he was the sheriff in this movie. At what age did he start being the sheriff? Your Your answers are 26. 23, 24, 25. So I noticed that you did the discombobulation move, classic pro move, mix up the numbers, don't put them in order. Oh, buddy, this is not my first podcast. It's not my first podcast quiz. I'm going to say 23. Okay. I am. I was going to say, before you gave us the options, I was going to say 22. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to change my answer to 26. Okay. Um, picture just standing there, and then I just look at you, and then, because he was 25 when he started. Damn. Are we ready? We're ready. For question number two. Off to a hot start. Llewellyn and Carla Jean lived in a trailer park. Where was that trailer park located? In Texas? Mm. So, your four options are Laredo. Sanderson, Plano, Odessa. Laredo. Sanderson. The trailer park that Llewellyn and Carla Jean lived in was located in Sanderson, Texas. This is annihilated. Whoa! No! Yes! Odessa is where her mom lives. Mm, yep. yep. Good call. Yep. Yeah, I tried to screw you up with that one. You almost got me, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I tried to make you think, oh, I, I heard that. I heard that before, so that must be the answer. Um, the first motel that Llewellyn stayed with when he was on the quote-unquote lamb had his uh, advertisement on the, the main billboard that offered free what? What channel was free? They offered free... Cinemax, free stars, free HBO, free Showtime. Nate is the first guesser. So hard. I got to go with home box office for home video watching. Home box office. Okay. The correct answer, correct answer is HBO. That motel offered free HBO. Yes. The name of the weapon 
that Anton used to kill people is what? A ramrod loader, hawk air stick, captive bolt stunner, rod propulsion system. Captive bolt. Stunner. Stunner. I'm going to say ramrod, whatever that one was. Ramrod loader? Yeah, ramrod loader. Uh, The name of the weapon that Anton Chigurh used to kill you, the last thing you ever saw, was a captive bolt stunner. Kate, the fucking gamer has come to game. Yeah, that's how you know Kate's in it when she doesn't talk and everything's quiet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's She's either trying to think really hard or she's Googling like crazy. (laughs) I have never cheated yet. Never saying. I'm just saying either or. I said yet. I've never cheated yet. She said she did give the qualifier. (laughs) Question number five. Anton got into a pretty bloody battle with uh, Mr. Llewellyn in the streets where both were shot, maimed, butchered, really. Yeah, bloodbath. (laughs) They retire to their own residence, and Anton decides he has to clean himself up. He's bleeding. He's bleeding bad. He goes to kind of stitch up that little blood or, yeah, gunshot on his leg, I think it was. And it shows it. But the question is, what color underwear was he wearing? Oh, no. Your options are gray, blue, red, or black. I was looking at the blood. I was looking yeah. at the blood. I was looking at that. With Anton... sugar? This is sugar, right? <laughs> yeah, Anton mm-hmm. Sugar. What kind of skivvies was he at? I'm going to say this. To me, he seems like uh, gray. He seems like a gray guy. A gray guy. Okay. Catherine. I'm going to say blue. Anton Sugar is a gray guy. This is annihilated. Wow. Whoa! No! He's a gray guy. He had those gray underwear on, and then he stitched himself up. All right. So, three, two, one. Question number six. When Llewellyn, I think he's in Odessa, and he's at the hotel, and he's talking to that lady who's trying to get him to drink beer at the pool with him. Mm -hmm. In that scene, behind his right shoulder in the distance, there's a fast food restaurant. What fast food restaurant was it? Was it Carl's Jr., Zaxby's, Burger King, or Taco Bell? Carl's Jr.? Okay. I'm going to say Home of the Whopper, Burger King. Home of the Whopper? Behind Llewellyn's right shoulder was a fast food restaurant known as Carl's Jr. Hell yeah. So. This is, the quizzes have been going down to the wire lately. So question number seven. I can't win, unfortunately, but we can have a winner between Kate and Nate. Um, (laughs) The scene I talked about earlier at the gas station when Anton made the uh, clerk flip for his life, basically. What year was on the quarter? (sighs) I fucking, I should have known. I should have known. Your options are 1957. 1958, 1967, 1968. This coin traveled blah, 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 blah. how many years to get there? I'm going to go 58. Okay. I am also. This coin traveled 22 years. Blah, 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 blah. The movie took place in 1980, which means the coin appeared 
1958. Wow, Kate, we both got it. Yay! <laughs> we both so, win. We can we can do that if but I'll rather fucking die than have a tie on this thing. Yeah. So we're going to go well, I'm going to lose, so it's fine. Don't go come ahead. in with that attitude. I have never won when we go in overtime. But, Kate, it, in fairness, you're always like, probably $11 million. It's like the biggest blockbuster of the summer. <laughs> I know. I'm very bad at that. I'm going to try harder this time. You got this shit. Javier Bardem played Captain Salazar in the movie Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales. Oh, damn. Good grief. This is going to be fucking hard. $18 billion! <laughs> 28 gold doubloons. <laughs> $230 million was the budget. What was oh, the box God. office? Which pirate? What number Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. was this? I uh, don't know. I don't know. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, Does it matter? I'm going to guess uh, 300 million. Oh, I. <laughs> okay. Don't. Don't. This is. No, Kate. Don't. This is where you fall apart. I know. Don't talk yourself out of anything. Just go with my gut. Go with your gut. 600 million. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. No, no, it's locked in. It's locked in. Six hundred million is locked in. Six hundred million is locked in. Maybe it was an international smash. I want Kate on Antique Roadshow giving appraisals to this. I hope you, uh, whatever job you have, you may as well quit it because that toy clock you have is worth one million (laughs) dollars. It's the phone from Skinamarink. (laughs) (laughs) You may drove here, but you're flying back. (laughs) What's the answer? The answer, um, this is why I said don't. Uh, talk yourself out of it. It's seven hundred ninety-five point <gasps> nine million dollars. It was an international success. Oh Not, my God. You, you did it. it. It only made one hundred seventy-two million dollars in North America. It made six hundred twenty-three because it was an international wow. success. I yai yai. Kid, you heard me. You I heard you say that. I laughed. That's oh why I laughed God. because I'm like, she just nailed it. She said, Nate, "I'm so sorry." I'm I, nothing. I'm a content guy, and that was as good as content gets. So, oh, she wow. winners. That fucking cat to bolt stunner to your skull and pull yeah, the trigger in your brain <laughs> with the handcuffs. Yeah, Missed choked into the handcuffs. The then she just checked her boots for the fucking blood. Yeah, she checked her boots. Oh, she checked her no. boots and she left. <laughs> Oh, she got your ass. I'm a silent killer. Well, you guys want to uh, give this movie a rating? Hell yeah. Oh, wait. Do we do medals first? We do medals first. Yeah, let's do medals first. I gave my bronze medal to Barry Corbin, who is Tommy Lee Jones's uncle that he goes and visits in his trailer at the very end of the movie. Mm. And the guy who's like, I make a fresh pot of coffee once a week. That guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that scene, I could probably watch that scene 
10,000 more times and I will, like I might, it'll be a long time before I watch this movie all the way through again, but I think I'll watch that scene a lot. Cause I just thought it was really beautiful and, uh, important and so good the acting is amazing so barry Corbs. he was on he was on uh northern exposure hmm. and won two primetime emmy awards for that two primetime emmys for barry Corbs. um my bronze medal is going to mr josh brolin brolzy he uh <laughs> what why are you laughing brolzy. At that? oh okay yeah that's good then um, he, uh, yeah, he was, he's very stupid. And I think that's good because he's probably, he probably does, he, not to sound offensive, he lives in a Sanderson, Texas mm-hmm. as a hunter in a trailer park with a girl named Carla Jean. He's mm-hmm. probably not a caper. No, he wasn't so built the, for that world. No, he, he, he thought he was. And that's he's what been guys in a few do. bar fights, you know, yeah. he thought he, he like, thought he could I, hang. He didn't know what he was up against. That's Anton Shakur. Yeah. That's my bronze medal. I'm giving my bronze to Carla Jean Kelly McDonald, who uh, she is a very fine actress. And, and did I you like guys her. know how Scottish she sounds in real life? Oh, she's so Scottish. It couldn't be more Scottish when she talks. It's, it's, it's impressive. I can believe she pulled it off. She was in Boardwalk Empire, which the same guy from the the village. He was in Boardwalk Empire, and she's Princess Merida from Brave, the animated Disney. Movie. Mm. She's one of that's my favorite princess. She had to be in Peaky Blinders too, right? I mean, she was in Train Spotting. No, that doesn't mean anything. Okay. okay, you don't know what Train Spotting is. Ben? I do, but I mean, ultimately, it doesn't really mean anything. Okay. Okay. I do, that uh, was the- silver medals. <laughs> I gave my silver medal to Tommy Lee Jones. He's uh Tommy! Tommy! Tommy, Tommy, the gun, Tommy. I feel like I would really annoy him, and it would hurt my feelings to see how annoyed he was by me, but I also can't help but respect it like a father figure, so Tommy Lee Jones, silver medal. Ed. Ed Tim. What's his Ed Tom? What was his name? Ed, Ed Tom, Tom Bob or Ed, Ed Tom, Tom Bell, Bell or something. Yeah, Ed dumb. Tom Bell. That's stupid. Um, my silver is going to go to Mr. Woodrow Harrelson. What I not in it very long, but he steals everything that he's in. He's just he's that great. good. Yeah, he's, he's that great. Good. It gave me a lot of uh, true detective vibes. Sure. Yeah. So that's my that's my silver. My silver goes to uh, the hottie with the body. Joshy B. Joshy Joshy Brawls. Joshy Brawls. The brawler. I don't know. There's something about his personality uh, off screen that makes this portrayal of someone that he's not like in real life so interesting and captivating. It's the horniest answer anyone's ever given on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But she says it's so much better than we do, so uh, you like literally can't criticize it. Like, so, like it's plausible deniability is all there. Like she could take yeah. that to court. Oh, we it's get not horny yeah. at all. See, yeah. it's, it's like his different personality in real life. I, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. What about goals? Who's getting goals? I'm giving it to Javier Bardem. Me too. The actor's so nice. I don't even oh, make a nickname. A Hydra. That's a Hydra. That's oh, a high. Sugar is gonna have to kill us all. Oh, he is fucking so I, good. I would be honored. 
to be his next victim. Oh my god, Nate. <laughs> Tell no, Brent. Brent. I know, but I'm calling you Nate because you're ready to die. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to be, but I'm a saint. If my It would be an honor. If my future is to be murdered, then I would want it to be by Anton Chigurh with the Captive Bolt Center. Sure. He, look, wow. he definitely fits your mold of like, if you're going to do it, like fucking be do the it. Best. Be yeah. the best. Be crazy. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to do it, have a fucked up weapon like that. Get a shotgun with the big silencer on it that makes people like, what the fuck is this guy on? Yeah. Be the best. And I think something even super fucked up, I ha- I didn't double check this because I never read the book, but I think when I was researching this, I read that that first scene where he gets arrested by the cop, that it's like implied that he did that on purpose just to see if he could get out of the situation. Because it is kind of weird that he's being arrested at all. You're like, compared to the rest of the movie where nothing can stop him, but then it does kind of make sense that he's just like playing a weird game like if fate wants me to escape i'll escape and like i guess it does so i'm still on my mission of being a fucking psycho yeah that's how i do it too i think um javier bardem is one of our planet's greatest actors and he is married to the beautiful penelope cruz what a man (laughs) um and i hope they have children and i don't know he also called uh U.S. President Donald Trump, quote unquote, stupid. Ah, uh, so, God is ass. Yeah, yeah, come back from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might as well cancel the campaign, bud. Yeah, he should just wear the the. He should just have the, the layered bob at all times. I think. I thought they did his makeup real creepy too, because he always looks kind of like sickly, but like or like pale, or I don't know, like. Well, in all the promo interviews that I watched of him, like after the movie was filmed, he's just got a short haircut looking as handsome as a man could ever possibly look. And it's such a stark contrast when that haircut's on him. Like, it is a good haircut. That's how you win Academy Awards, though. You got to be ugly to win Academy Awards. Yeah. You be pretty. Nah. That's why Kathy Bates won. Okay. Over <laughs> Julia Roberts. <laughs> We it's talked about this. Good Thank you. It's a good, good point. point. <laughs> also, I've been watching that show on Netflix called Wrestlers, and it's making me want to be a wrestler again. So mm, the dream, <laughs> you feel the the burning passion coming back. Yeah, yeah. the The wrestling bug is bit again, and I'm thinking once I get medically cleared with the toe, I'm going to ease my my foot into it. Yeah, you'll be the you'll mainly be a foot wrestler. Like as long as you don't no, use your arms, you just I be a foot the, guy. I, I have the access to the to everything. I think I'm going to slowly start training and being serious. Okay. I'm excited. Listen, if you get, if you get in the ring, we will be there. Okay. We will be there. And then I'll yell, hit his ass. <laughs> <laughs> you have a t-shirt that says that. Um, I think I'm going to do a, a pirate gimmick. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So that's just something to, to put on the back burner. No definitive plan yet. I'm just like, no timeline. Yeah. You're in your 40s. You got all the time in the world. I'm going to come to the ring hole in a big wooden wheel. Like (laughs) It could be more of a character study versus like actual physical, you know, throwing around. So because he'll be older. No, I want to do the throw. I want to do the throwing around. He wants to do a hurricane Rana. Okay. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be a high flyer. I'm going to just. It'd be just something to put it in the in the teaser file. That's a little all. more Undertaker, a little, a little more yeah. Kane, a little more Kane. Moving. Yeah, yeah. Just, just little. Just I just want to put that out there. To the no, universe. you can have a peg leg. Mm. 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 And you could have a parrot, but instead of a parrot, guess who it is? Daddy. 
pepper. Pepper. Oh, no, that's from pepper you're, bites. Well, you're but that's yeah, you part hold of her the up deal. and she pisses in the eyes of your opponent. That's right. There we go. Everybody gets rabies. (laughs) (laughs) Rabies. You guys want to give this movie a rating? Sure do. Rated R. The script for this movie, uh, as of uh, as a scriptual work, how do we feel about the script? This is a ten. Clearly, clearly a ten. Oh yeah, I mean, up and down, nailed it. Tip to tail, ten. It's a easy peasy. They won the Oscar for it. They deserved it. They said they just copied the book and they didn't change anything, and then they got an Oscar. And I love the Coens because they will say shit like that. Uh, the art direction, this movie, we got some haircuts. We got some shotguns with silencers. We, we got some, some dead West people. Texas. Oh, this Gotta is, be, this is a 10. It's a ten. Gotta be a 10 there, boys. The haircut, the propane tank. Do you think that's a propane? And it's actually a gun. The big shotgun we talked about earlier. Oh, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the big shotgun. So good. So fucking good. <laughs> That should be in more movies. I'm very interested to see what happens here. Okay. Because the music for this movie... There ain't none! There is zero music for the entire film. Only the sounds of Texas. And in my opinion, that's a 10. That was the correct decision. They played the state. They played the state. I feel very torn about this. And I don't know how to score. What are you scoring it, Brent? Well, Nate's 100% correct that they did the right thing. But we have a rule here. And no, no bangers. bangers. You don't get a 10. So you get a 9. Not one I banger. I agree with Brent. You knock it no off. No bangers. You could have threw a banger in there. If all they had done was when like Carla Jean was getting in the car with her mom, they had been playing like some song from 1980s that was a banger. That's a- but they wanted to keep the Texas thing that sound like, all my exes live in Texas. That's what should have been playing while Anton was strangling the cop. Picture that. <laughs> Ten all points. Oh my ex. That, that would have been an amazing song to die to. So, But it's, it's a nine. Uh, let's see what they call this movie. Okay, this is an American neo-Western crime thriller. Well, it's a 10 if it's that. It's, I mean. I've never seen a movie that was more a neo-Western crime thriller film <laughs> right. in my time, in my day. Do we dock at a point, though, because it's 1980? Is that neo? No, that's neo. Yeah, neo is like, you know, anything that's not the Wild West. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, that was stupid of me. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we forgive you. Forgive uh, neo, What was it called? A neo-Western it's crime a thriller. Oh, 10. 10. Tenor. And then the final one, September is for suspense. This was on our audience choice movie. Our audience always nails it. They're so, always bringing bangers. Some of our highest rated movies ever made are because of our audience. And the theme this month was suspense. This movie is suspenseful as fuck, especially the first time we watch it. Jesus Christ, you don't know what's going to happen. And then when the ending happens, it's even crazier. That's ah, a 10 for Nate. Agreed. A 10 for Kate. Do I want to give it a 10? Follow your heart. Heart University. Yeah, it's a 10 because I still got questions. <laughs> yeah. Heart University. <laughs> we have fun, don't we? We have fun oh, on this show. Wait. In we this do. house, we have good times. Yeah. <laughs> In this house? 
That's right. Uh, this has got to be one of our highest ever. It's going to be behind Get Out, I feel, and that's the only one. This is a 49.3. A 49.3. Incredible masterpiece. So it's second highest. If 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 anyone, like, I, most of the movies I wouldn't say you have to watch, but if anyone hadn't seen this movie, I feel like you have to experience it. Like, at least once it's a yeah. goddamn masterpiece. It'll make you sad, though. No, it won't. It depends if you're smarter or dumber than Kate. Mm-hmm, and they, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. may make you sad. It may not. It like didn't it make literally sent me in like three days of researching Cormac McCarthy, learning about all his books, what kind of man he is, what people think what of this. What kind of man is he? Oh, he's an interesting guy. He's an interesting guy. <laughs> I can imagine. He's like the nicest, most soft-spoken man you've ever seen. The softest-spoken man. Some writers I've, have said in print that they hated writing. It was just a chore and a burden. I certainly don't feel that way about it. It's, sometimes it's difficult. You know, you always have this image of the perfect thing, which you can never achieve, but which you never stop trying to achieve. And every single one of his books is like, and then the murders killed him with the blood and they pulled out his guts and they spread the guts everywhere. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, that's what Nate happened when Nate watched it. And this is the first time I heard Cormac McCarthy's name associated <laughs> with this movie. So that's the spectrum. <laughs> so you just take that into account when listening to us speak. You go into that movie the, any way you want. Uh, we just got to talk about our movie next week, which is the second audience choice which is clue so that's what we're gonna watch next week basically the same movie again so i hope you guys aren't bored the g- same movie again yeah i made the same joke twice and both times you were aghast at this joke yeah. last week and now this week Come again on, you, said, you said Nate, what are you talking about Nate's just making a joke he's making a silly joke come on so the only thing left to do is say good night kate good night kate kate Every person in this room has the perfect motive. Stand back! For murder. What do you mean? Murder. But only one of these suspects is the murderer. Is it the timid Mr. Green? Why are you screaming? Because I'm frightened! What? Screaming! Or the militant Colonel Mustard? If I was the killer, I would kill you next. Huh? Sit F. Mrs. White, who helped her husband on his way. What's a matter of life after death? Now that he's dead, I have a life. Ah! Miss Scarlet, who's helped many men along the way. Practice makes perfect. Professor Plum, who's looking for a way. I'm looking, I'm looking. Mrs. Peacock. I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, but I am determined to enjoy myself. Or did the butler do it? No. 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 Paramount Pictures invites you to an evening of mystery. Let us in! Let us in! Let us out! Let us out! Murder. This is getting quite serious. And madness. Ah! In the movie that makes a scene of the crime. Clue. It's not just a game anymore. Don't put it in your pocket. It's your lucky coin. (laughs) Oh, you got British all of a sudden. (laughs) <laughs> Tommy. Tommy 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 <laughs> Don't put it in your pocket Tommy It's your lucky coin Tommy listen to this gun It goes for your